This is Album Worms. It's like a book club, but for albums. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And on this episode, we will be discussing Lord Huron's latest album, Long Last. Let's get started. Welcome to Album Worms. Welcome to another episode of Album Worms. Please take a moment and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcast and follow us on Instagram at Album Worms. Hey, Chris, how have you been, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing well myself. Glad to be back to talk music with you again. Yes. We don't get the opportunity to really catch up like we... We did back in the day, being separated by many states. So yeah. I'm curious. We usually talk new music. We don't. This is like our opportunity to do that. So what have you been listening to lately? Before we dive into this episode's album, uh, Sturgill Simpson released a new record. Okay, I think it was last week, and it's called "The Ballad of Dude and Juanita," and it's great. It's another record i could listen from the very first song all the way through because he's he's kind of like alt country right yeah he's all over the place the last couple sturgill records are definitely different than the first couple you know kind of people know him as a country rock star i don't know he plays kind of some rock in sound and fury but you know this is kind of back to his roots i think he played played this old guitar and kind of inspired him to play some songs and i think this is what kind of became of it anyway it's pretty cool so that's i've been listening to that i saw face to face came out with a new song a single so that's cool okay yeah just kind of all over the place with music (laughs) how about you i've been really into the new lump album and that's the laura marlene and mike Lindsay side project nice. that one's been real in regular rotation i really enjoyed that as well as the album that we're talking about today lord huron mm-hmm. and that album is near masterpiece in my opinion so i'm really looking forward to talking about it me too with that i guess uh should we just uh jump into it a bit yeah we might as well cool man let's talk about this uh let's start off with a clip let's listen to this this is mine forever from lord huron's album long last There we go. Get in the vibe. Yeah, nice. So, got some album details to go through before we get into their questions. This is Lord Huron's fourth album. It was released on May 21st, 2021. And for those that don't know, Lord Huron is an American indie rock band based in Los Angeles. And really started as a side project by Ben Snyder. Uh, He formed the group and did some APs, and then he started adding some of the members and started this back in 2010, which doesn't seem that long ago, but 
it's been uh they've been a band for 11 years now and four albums not too not too shabby that's a lot that's a lot of work and i mean it's a decade basically yeah that's that's a lot of work you know and and every record's great and i just think they're very creative and that's what i love about it yes they're certainly very creative we'll get into a lot of that in a short while the creativity that they've been into each of their albums kind of like a sonic novel of sorts yeah the band's name is inspired by lake huron which is one of the great lakes in michigan which snyder grew up visiting and playing music around a campfire for those interested in knowing band name origins there there you go nerdy tidbit a little nerdy tidbit got to love them. <laughs> uh this album debuted on number 1 on the billboard's american folk albums chart uh so and then they've pretty much received great reviews on this record uh and we are going to kind of back those great reviews up cuz this album is pretty awesome so another interesting, uh, I think another nerdy tidbit here, Chris, is they have self-produced all of their records. To have the kind of, you know, quality of work that they have. You know, sometimes it's hard having a whole group come up with one sound and, you know, to work as a group and, and do that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely when you're trying to make music as a living it's easy to fall into the mold of what other professional musicians have been successful before you and to go out and do it on your own and have that confidence is pretty remarkable. And I think it also helps with hearing more of an evolution throughout their records too. Yeah. I think from hearing the first one to the last one, I definitely think each one has progressed in their sonic abilities. Oh yeah. It's it's definitely a you know more of a I don't want to say production, but there's a lot more layers to each record as they progress. Absolutely, yeah. And to be able to kind of produce your own stuff and have that creativity as a band is pretty cool. Yes. So in December 2020, the band announced a collection of live stream shows entitled Alive from Whispering Pines. And Whispering Pines is the studio that they have adopted as their own, has become the band's kind of clubhouse of sorts. They've recorded many of their albums there. They recorded this album there and really is the centerpiece of the storytelling that they have put together on this record. Yeah, that's, you know, kind of what made this record so special. And that's kind of as I started reading about it, I kind of was like, oh, Sean, we should do this record. Yeah, as soon as you said, can we do this as an episode? I'm like, absolutely. This is one of my favorite records I've heard this year. And this the story behind it is amazing. So let's dive into that a little bit. So we mentioned whispering pines. So the concept of this record is 
they feel attached to this studio that they record in. It's kind of 70, I think it was built in the 70s. A lot of the core hasn't changed. They've updated some of the electronics and stuff, of course, to help with their recording. But they still feel like there's this spooky feeling of it. So they had the concept of creating fictional people that have occupied that space before them and what the sounds and what they might have created. And they created a character called the legendary Tubbs Tarbell to host Alive from Whispering Pines. And it's a like a hour variety show of different characters that play country songs from hard luck to heartbreak and redemption and emotional honesty. That is what the concept of this record is. So I love this. Yeah. You don't really see this too often that you have this kind of clear concept and the creativity that was put behind this. So I'm curious, what, what did you think of the concept around this album? Oh, it's, it's brilliant. You know, it's, to be able to have each song kind of mean something. And I know, I think they've even used characters from past records or past al- albums. And that's just fun to kind of create these songs like it's a, a live show. You kind of see that ebbs and flows through the record. You can totally tell that the guy's introducing and you hear the applauding and it's, it's pretty cool. What'd you think of it? I mean, I, I loved it. So when you listen through the record, you don't necessarily know that they've had this concept. And so they don't say, like, this is the person. But once you read about it, they have this person announcing one of the tracks is called Hell of a Performer. And so it's a short little track. So it's not really a song, but it's a Tubbs, this character they created, introducing the next son or the next artist that they've made up and that first intro track that we listened to uh mine forever was performed by a fictional character they made up called roy casey and just continue on with these stories that they've been uh telling so it's a really interesting concept and just really unique makes it feel like a actual book so i feel like it's perfect for this podcast as well i've yeah so i guess it it feels it's somewhere in between listening to like an old broadcast of a variety show to a kind of a period novel of sorts yeah it's uh definitely cool to kind of even go through all the lyrics of the songs and kind of each song kind of fits the lyrics like they just did a really good job of creating just a almost like you said a movie within their album right yeah it totally could be a soundtrack almost too yeah easily 100% so what musically uh, stood out to you on this oh man the use of i don't you know was it a warlet warlitzer i think they used mm. 
There's something, I don't know, I thought I read somewhere that they used, but the, the keyboard, the keys, the pianos, almost like orchestral parts were just really cool. Yeah. That, that kind of stood out to me. I kind of feel like some of the songs had like almost a like 50s, almost kind of like Marty Robbins Western sound or is it Johnny, yeah. Johnny Horton or is it Jimmy Horton, Johnny Horton, I think, you know, like Big Iron it had kind of that. 50s western cowboy music feel to it and it had Mm -hmm. kind of some really cool like 30s orchestral parts or you know like that what's that song atsy or whatever atsy Atsy. yeah man it's like you can just picture yourself floating in the water on a boat or something you know that's Uh just cool totally just their use of instruments to create a feeling or create a visual was really cool that kind of stood out to me yeah absolutely the instrumentation on this is really impressive and i think just like what you're saying is all in purpose to create this imagery which i want to dive into a little bit deeper but before we get there i also want to point out just some other like musical things that like stood out to me. So you mentioned the keys, piano, keyboard. Uh, That also stood out to me because it was just like a really unique sound. It's like a tinkering almost. Mm -hmm. It's just a more unique keyboard sound that I've ever heard. Yeah. Almost like a, like a upright piano, just kind of, kind of muted. Yeah. Like a saloon, like type piano almost. Exactly. Yeah. The, Guitar tone was also amazing. It was just like warm and spacey. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the record, so for example, Long Lost, they had this great strings and then just a simple instrument, tambourine, I think was just really effectively used. And it almost felt like spurs to me going through the desert. Yeah, that's exactly just their use of music as an imagery you just pick up on stuff like that definitely felt a lot of influences too so i think fleet foxes there's a lot of similarities beach boys mm-hmm. which is also you hear a lot and i think a lot of modern music or indie folk music these days is you always any type of harmony i think you're always going to think of beach boys right because they yeah. were kind of the kings of it and but there was one influence that kind of caught me by surprise on this record. And that was Not Dead Yet. They're kind of leaked single off of this record. I got a strong Elvis vibe from that record or from that song. I could kind of see that. Yeah. That kind of driving force. You know, it kind of has that really good Elvis rock sound to it. And, uh, I picked up on some jazz. There was some jazz influence. Yeah. And some of the orchestral parts. Yeah. I mean, they just do such a cool job with blending that into their songs. Yeah. Well, even so, like the song Not Dead Yet, I would almost feel that was a. The vibe of that song didn't necessarily fit 
I feel some of the other songs on the record, but then when you fit it in with the concept, the record that it's a variety show, it makes more sense that there is this variety of sounds. It's still, obviously I think it fits within the record perfectly, but there is that kind of tone shift or influence shift that helps with that storytelling of this variety show. Yeah. And then, so I think the other thing that really stood out to me is the pedal steel across this record. It's mm-hmm. like really stood out to me. Really. I think it's the highlight on it is the song. I lied. Yeah. And actually pulled a clip so we can listen to that. So why don't we do that now? sweet yeah great song that one is felt like a waltz to me i am guess i'm i could be wrong on this i'm not as some music ability but has faded over the years <laughs> um but i think it's in three four time which makes it sense that it's felt like uh, a waltz but like i said i could be off there yeah i could t- i i would agree because uh and and if you kind of have you seen any of the like, they did the uh, one of the Jimmy Fallon or shows, and both of them were singing. Yeah, that. I saw that, and it was perfect, beautiful harmony. Uh, you know, you could easily call that a waltz. You know, very slow, and just their their harmonies in the song. Man, it was great. It was probably one of the better vocal tracks on there, just because of both of them sound great together yeah the feature vocalist allison pontier who just released a new ep so that's another one to go check out and also if you haven't already highly recommend going to watch that jimmy fallon performance because it is a thing of beauty yeah it's great and yeah what also what a heart-wrenching song too yeah yeah yeah, agreed. <laughs> so we we talked a little bit about the music painting this imagery. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what imagery really came to mind to you when listening to this record. Like being at like maybe I don't know. I used to, was getting kind of like oh maybe being at the Grand Ole Opry and watching like Hank Williams play. You know, like a very kind of 40s 50s sound and and i kind of thinking of you know being in the back roads in a pickup truck and just kind of having this play you know as you're kind of going along like maybe some you know because it's got the guy kind of introducing the the acts and kind of guiding you through the record being at an old time radio show you know a live performance it's kind of cool kind of think about that a lot uh, what about you yeah so i definitely i mean when you think about the story like i definitely feel like i i'm listening to it on this old-timey radio <laughs> um and just taken back 
generations to a different time and really just when all people had was radio, they had to use their imagination to come up with the imagery. And it really, when you do that for the, what this record, the imagery across the record is so amazing. And I feel like you can really picture it. I'm unlike many other albums, I feel Mm -hmm. Um, it just really, other albums you might pick up here or there or kind of you can make your own picture of it but this one was just a thing of beauty and to me also when i'm listening to it it has a bit of a fleet foxes vibe and whenever i listen to fleet foxes i just can feel almost the mist on my face from being in Big Sur on a coastal central coast type of atmosphere. And this one, I almost feel like I can feel the dust over my boots in some place like Montana or something like that. Joshua tree. I don't know. Somewhere a little bit more desert E and yeah, I feel if you like Flea Foxes, but are looking a little bit more for a desert feel, then this is the band, right? Yeah, definitely the record for it. It gives a lot of Western feel. I could picture riding a horse, you know, and I could also see maybe some of the songs you're dressed up going out, you know, in the 50s or 40s dressed up. You know, I mean, it's just, it's pretty cool. It takes from a lot of different genres. Yeah. I feel like I haven't listened to a folk album, a new folk album in a while that has made me feel that way, like a an old like Woody Guthrie or s- someone of that nature mm-hmm. that is a folk artist but has some country or um, like a Johnny Cash or whoever it might be. I think most modern folk music has kind of stripped that Western part of it and then any part of the Western kind of flavor has always has been more in country or like more twainy type music. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's cool that it's, it kind of just has a bunch of different early Americana kind of feel to it. Yeah. So, and if you're into that vibe, but country is too twainy for you, this could be, you can get that vibe without having the full on country too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So you, you mentioned at sea feeling like you can, you're like floating along, which I agree, but the one that just took me to another place was long last. Mm-hmm. And just the way that the inflection of the vocals, the lyrics, like painting a, scene of take me through the mountain or I'm running through the mountains. I pulled a, here's another clip just of that part. Cause I feel like you'll just can feel what they're describing. And the, I feel to me, I haven't experienced too much where the lyrics, the instrumentation and everything can just like transport you to a perfect imagery. So here, let's take a listen.
I love it. It's such a good song. I, I just can't get over like those inflections of the vocals. It just feels like you're riding the hills or running through the forest as it's saying in the lyrics. Yeah. So for me, the lyrics in uh, What Do It Mean was kind of cool because it, it's kind of got that Western feel to it. All of the joy I've known, the ways I've grown, the loves I've shown my heart to. I'm going to get it together oh, and live forever. I don't know. It's just kind of everything's kind of going good. Now I just need to get it together. And and I think this whole kind of album has that ebbs and flows of kind of feeling from song to song. Like some are sad, some are, you know, uplifting songs and the use of music and imagery along with the lyrics. It's just it's fantastic. What do it mean kind of ties it all together for me. That was one of my picks for lyrics. Yeah, I mean, lyrically, there's so many great moments. I think Long Last and the lyrics that we kind of went over might be some of my favorites just because mm-hmm. it really took me to that place. I think there's just some good lines, too. So like in the song, Not Dead Yet, it's hard to make friends when you're halfway in the grave. And the... Son, Love Me Like You Used To had some great lyrics. The whole chorus kind of, uh, I really liked uh, of that song. And then I Lied, I think, really stands out as just really artful storytelling of just a really gut-wrenching kind of realization that the relationship is not working the way that they have promised. So kind of amazing song but if you're paying attention to the lyrics it's in some ways i don't know for me it's hard to listen to because it's it's just you don't want like if you if you think like this is your friend or that's how i kind of listen to it is i can imagine my friend i don't want my friend to have that type of pain or have to go through that like how can i how can i help them out it really i think is successful because it ha- you have that emotional reaction to it. Yeah. Agree. Any favorite tracks on the record? Mine was the last track called Times Blur. Uh, it's kind of a very long instrumental song over 10 minutes. I just like it because it's just kind of a instrumental and I could just picture myself kind of laying in the grass at night watching the stars kind of just shimmer looking for satellites or something because it just kind of seems like a cosmic song like maybe like a cowboy's kind of just once again laying you know by the fire i enjoy it because every time i listen to it it kind of makes me think of that yeah that's pretty profound that they ended the record with the 14 minute instrumental song and that's your favorite track on the record i i mean that's kind of blowing my mind a bit (laughs) that's just i enjoy it i could listen to it all of it well i think it it certainly to me felt like the end credits of a movie Uh where it's really peaceful and enjoyable but at times like you don't necessarily have patience for the credits. Yeah. <laughs> so you just uh, you gotta, like, oh, let's just go to the end. But Or you watch the end of the movie when you've listened to it multiple times. 
there's times when I've stopped listening to at that point, but then I've also listened to it multiple times where I go all the way through and it's, it's a different vibe when you finish the record with that song. Yeah. And I think that's uh, really hats off. I, I, I think that's another part of, I wonder if this wasn't self-produced, if they would have ended up with that song on the, or if they would have been talking out of including a 14 minute instrumental song to end their record yeah. with. Yeah. I don't know. It's my, it's one of my favorites. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I think it's hard just because I love the record so much. And I think it is one of those records that should be listened to from start to finish, including the 14 minute <laughs> time blur, as you pointed out, it's your favorite song. I really liked Long Last and At Sea, I Lied. But I think if I had to choose one, I would probably go with Mine Forever. I think that's a song that I will never skip over. Mm -hmm. If I put it in a mix, it's always going to be... I I put like a mix in my car and... Those times it's like you're just not in the mood for certain songs, so it's like skip, skip, skip. But that's like one of those songs. It's like I'll never skip over that song. Yeah. Well, this has been a lot of fun to talk about. I'm glad we did this record. I'm glad we did a deeper dive because I encourage other people to do that too for this record. It's really worth it. Yeah, I would definitely agree to kind of just I don't want to say force yourself, but make yourself kind of start at the first song and work through the whole album because it's kind of just definitely like sitting in a movie, you know, you're kind of got different songs, you know, sitting in front of a, like an old live radio broadcast. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's a work of art for sure. I, I really enjoy this. I think if I had to guess, this will probably be, in, it'll probably be in my top five albums of the year. It'll certainly be up there. I would imagine probably be up there for you, Chris, if I, if I know you right. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, if you listen to this and you haven't listened to record, go, go check it out. Um, you'll really enjoy it. And yeah, I think that's all I got. You have anything else to add, Chris? Nope. That's it. You should go give you, give this record a listen and hopefully you enjoy it as much as I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, please take a moment, if you haven't already, subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Find us on Instagram and send us any recommendation of records we should keep listening to. And until next time, I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And we're Album Worms. <laughs> <laughs>